Thanks for checking out the Stuck in the Middle podcast recorded weekly with Sir Hansen, AK. For more information, send us an email at stuckinthemiddle at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at stuckantimiddle. That's stuckantimiddle on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get it. You know what I mean? Most definitely. This is an idea AK came with me for, and he's like, hey, son, I have this idea. I'm like, son, what's up? He's like, yo, I had this idea about a podcast. I'm like, podcast? He's like, yeah, man, let's do a podcast. Like, from where we're from, not too many people talk about, like, the prominent people who are doing the movers and shakers, if I might say. Yep, yep, you know what yep. I mean? So we don't get to see who's, like, really doing it out shit. Exactly, you, you know? know? So I mean, like, you know, I own I own little brother, man, Reflex. Though he's doing big things out here, you exactly. know. Exactly. Like nobody's out there saying, "Yo, Reflex dropping bars and stuff," you yeah. know. Except like family, which is really good. You know, we got DJ Brock out there. You know, he's doing his thing. I mean, he's mm. he's big uh, now. You know, we, we know a lot of people who are out there doing it. And they, you know, what I mean, they looking for a platform. Exactly. And when you told me about like starting a podcast, and I was like, "Hey, not." I don't know if anybody doing it. You know what I mean? And yeah. this could be a platform. So I saw the vision. I saw everything. And I was with it from the go. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, let's do this. So, like, y- y'all mentioned DJ Barat. He's going to be a guest later on in today's uh, episode. And uh, we're looking forward to that. He's a dope dude. So what, what are you guys, like, you guys are going to be having guests? Or, like, how, what is it, it going to be? Like, you know, guests or, you know, talking culture, music, lifestyle? Like, you know what I mean, we're talking, we talking culture. We're talking music. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, man, anything, man. You know, right now our main focus is bringing people on. You know, taking people's platform while we also, you know, creating our own platform and just let people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like people's in the shadow, man. They don't know what's going on around here in the DMV. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not going to the club, if it's not going to work, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So how about we take this step right here, right now? And let people know what's going on. Let people know we got we got we got artists out here who dropping bars and stuff. We got DJs out here, dope DJs out here that could play those songs. We got entrepreneurs out here trying to make it. Let's support them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can definitely dig it, man. And I see the connection there. You know, stuck in the middle, and uh, you know what I'm saying. You guys are already online social media. Yeah, we yeah. have most stuff. Yeah, like you say, you see the idea um, stuck in the middle, like. We just felt like let's do this because a lot of us we feel like we stuck in the middle. Like we got we know we have to respect the culture and respect where we come from, but we live in a country where it lets us be us. So that's what we trying to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we call it stuck, stuck in, the in the middle because we respect both ends. Man, shout out to Heba out in Shatown, man, for giving us, you know, coming up with our dope name. And everybody else who like supported us yep. like bringing this idea into reality yeah lots of money was, has been put into this in the planning stages definitely looking forward to you know what I'm saying getting on this journey with y'all and uh man it's gonna be a weekly thing but aggressive girl we're gonna be committed and uh 
DJ Barack in the building. Let's get it. Yo, we so, just had the legendary this, this, this yeah. DJ Barack in the building. Yellow plantains. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> man, DJ Barack, introduce yourself, man. Ooh, Barack. Every What's time I see this guy, he's always with two pieces, man. I like your style, bro. It's not my fault. Though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't be mad. I, I learned from be the mad, best. Introduce <laughs> <laughs> yourself, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this faithful podcast. <laughs> Is it going to be faithful or fake? <laughs> <laughs> I go by DJ Barack. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have DJ Barack in the building, in the studio with us. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Talk about numerous things, you know. Right. So, Barack, man. Barack, Barack, man. How did you come about this DJ thing, man? I never asked you this question before. Please tell us. Exactly. I, I get what, this a lot. What got you into DJing, man? I get this a lot. A very good question. DJ Barack came about in 2008 when uh, infamous Barack Obama, mm. the most amazing guy on earth, I would say, inspired me to be someone who does not want to DJ as a DJ or as all DJs are known for not going to school and just working hard and being DJs. <laughs> but to be somebody that come from a background that stand for something. Right. I actually wanted to stand for something. And Barack was a guy that stood for something. And I was trying to do the same in the music industry. So the name comes from, from uh, trying to do something. That stands out, right? Exactly. As Barack, Barack. Okay. That's right. Gotcha. Basically, to bring change into that music industry, because that's what uh, President Barack Obama stood for as well. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, so far, like, what has been your drive, man? Because I know most people out here in the DMV went, like, in the 2007, 2008 eras and stuff, you know, everybody was getting to the DJ business. That's when the Afro Beats was really exploding. Man. Right. You know, like, Absolutely. what made you stand out, man? What made you, you know, keep going? First of all, he had a unique name as DJ Barack. Absolutely. So I had to live up to that expectation, guys. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. And I'll go to parties. They'll look at me like, DJ Barack. They'll laugh. They'll be like, my guy, DJ Barack. What? <laughs> Who is this guy? The little guy. I'll be like, okay, guys. I, I don't talk too much. I'll prove it. And the way I proved it was basically to play what other DJs were not playing. That was playing music from the world and not just where I came from, right. Cameroon as a whole. And that's what made me stood out from the rest. Okay. And most African DJs, they only play African music because they're Africans. But as an African or a Cameroonian, it's not, I wasn't narrow-minded to think that because I was Cameroonian, I had to play only Cameroonian music. No, I played whatever was hot. If it's hot, I'll play it. If it's not hot, because I'm Cameroonian, doesn't mean I'm going to play it because I'm Cameroonian. There's a new Cameroonian song out there. I'm going to play it. No. It has to be hot. It has to make people move. It has to make me move. Because if I can move, the crowd is going to vibe to it as well. So, yeah, pretty much that's what motivated me back in 2008 to join the DJ game. Like a joke. It started like a joke. Yeah, I mean, I remember those days, man. DJ Barack, he was a student back then, right? Still a student, bro. Yeah, man. He was <laughs> he was doing his thing, man. I commend you, yo. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a lot. Being a DJ is no joke. People look at it as, oh, they're very unfocused human beings. Oh, they just want to DJ and have fun and chase the girls. No. It's it's a profession, you right. know. You have to be a professional DJ. So would you say, I mean, like, man, tell us, man, is there a lot of money in DJing? DJ for Africans, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Do you think we'll ever get to that point? I think I wasn't doing it for the money, so I, I wasn't expecting to get paid basically what the the superstars are getting paid. He's only saying that because he's in a professional <laughs> world now, you know what I mean? Let's get <laughs> he, ain't straight, gotta man. Ch- he ain't got a DJ or nothing. Like He's in a professional world. He's good. Let's get this straight, man. So you're saying back in the days, in 2008, you were not doing the DJ thing for money? Basically, you have to make yourself known. And guess what? They don't trust you. They don't know you. So guess what? You have to prove yourself first before putting a price to that face or to that name. So So that's how it started. But right now, oh, you're going to (laughs) pay. So what was your first check, if I may ask? First check actually was a little gig for a house party. And it was for what? $200. $200. I was so excited. I was like, damn, but, I'm actually uh, making money. How did you get that? Was that, was, was that like your auntie throwing a house party and say, hey, but are you DJ? My cousin hooking me up with one of his friends doing like a graduation party, which I did in one of the basements, which turned out to be really good. They were like, dude, why are you not doing this stuff professionally? I was like, I was just doing it for fun. And after doing that, people motivated me to do more. Oh, and okay. from there, I blew up. That means at that at that point your skills was up to par. Basically, I was standard, but right now, you know, there's always room for learning. You know, there's always room to grow and progress as a DJ. You can never know it all. That's true. Uh, you say you play the um, your playlist. You have a vast playlist, but let's say you DJ in a Cameroon party, or let's say a club, like you know a. Uh, regular African club scene, what will you go for the most? First off, you go by, you, you definitely have to study your crowd. Mm-hmm. And I how don't do you care go where that? you go. African club, Jamaican club, you got to know where you are. I mean, how do you go about studying the crowd, man? So basically what you do is start with what you know. Okay. Start what you're good at and Basically, get to the uncomfortable spot of, you know, throwing out songs that you're not comfortable playing and see how the crowd reacts. If they don't vibe to it, that means you got to change it. (laughs) (laughs) And basically by listening to other DJs as well, because most DJs don't tell you this, but to become the best at what you do, you have to always learn from guys that have been there before you. True. Because you don't just get up and be a DJ without learning and studying or doing your homework. You always have to do your homework before coming to these parties because you got to be always prepared, you know. So, Barack, <laughs> I got a question for you, man. I'm like ready. Go ahead. Question, man. Bring that question, bro. You know, I mean, we talk all the time, right? Absolutely. About this music thing. So, please tell the people, man, why do most DJs out here don't really play Cameroon music like that? Like, we on a, we on a roll right now. Like, we coming up. But when you go to a club, a Cameroon setting, man, whatever, you don't hear this this songs, man. Like, what's up? I think the biggest problem, oh, I have to back up all DJs. As a DJ, you're playing, one, what is trending? 
that's basically your top 40. You're playing what is out there, what people know. If most people don't know it, they're not going to listen to it. They're not going to vibe to it. So you start off by playing what people know. And what makes you unique as a DJ is playing what you're not comfortable playing as based on your background or your upbringing. You know, you play based on what you've heard and what, you know, people can vibe to it. So Cameroon music right now is not out there as much as the other Afro beats or as much as the other music, or you can call it as soca, pop, hip hop, dancehall, and the rest. It's, it's not, people are not relating to it compared to the other Afro beats and the other genres of music out there. So once people can relate to it, once people start talking about it, and I feel like Cameroonians are not doing a pretty good job with putting the music out there for the public to actually know that this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm investing my time and money into it. Right. And once you start doing that, I guarantee you we're going to blow like crazy because music is a thing that nobody can stop it from growing or evolving. Once it gets in the mainstream, I guarantee you nobody can stop it. Okay. Okay. So would you say um, Cameroonians are... I mean, Cameroonian musicians, or let's just say Cameroonians in general, would you say they're stuck in the middle? And I mean, like, how how would you how would you how would you define the trend right now in Cameroon music? Are they stuck in the middle, or are they just stuck in general? All right. So when the general public hear about Cameroon, the first thing they think about is Makosa, and for the biggest part, Bakosa has been raining for a long time. It's been really good music. A lot of our parents vibe to it. But the younger folks are not vibing to Bakosa anymore because they have competition out there. The Afrobeat, the Nigerians are taking over. The Ghanaians are taking over. Kenyans, South Africans. So what Cameroonians have to do is study the environment. Know what is actually out there. Know what is going on out there. Know what is trending. You definitely need to study. I think Nigerians have proved it beyond reasonable doubt that they're good at copying and pasting in their own versions. <laughs> and no doubt about it, they do it in such a way that you will have to vibe to it whether you like it or not. Right. Once Cameroonians can do that, I guarantee you everybody's going to get on that bandwagon. Hey, Masa, what's your friend, um, your friend name I was talking to on, on Saturday? Who? Shout out to Channing, man. So I was talking to this dude in Cameroon, right? And he said he worked with um, some artists in Cameroon and stuff. So we're talking about the whole DJ not playing, DJs not playing Cameroon music, right? So he said, man, to him, he really feels like it's not the DJ's place, right? We need um, promoters to actually promote these events and stuff. Absolutely. It's through the promoters, then the DJ could you know, show, could like drop like the clue bombs and all why not. Yep. So would you agree with them or, I mean, what do you think about that? It's it's a lot in one. It's a piece of the puzzle. Because guess what? First, everything starts with that artist. It definitely has to start with the artist. If the artist does not put in work, put in effort, put in money and support, and basically he has to expose himself Get your music heard by what? Starting with your family, friends, 
Have them play that song everywhere they go. Have them play it in their snaps. Have them play it on Facebook. Share it. Comment. Have people talking about it. And everybody's like, who is that? I want to hear that again. Have people thirsty for your music. If you don't have people thirsty for your music, they're not going to Google it. Well, like you said, it's a mindset. And I think we're stuck in a mindset. Because most of our popular artists, they blow up abroad first before everybody that's Cameroonian takes notice and be like, oh, this guy is actually good. You know what I mean? Because I feel like uh, as as the audience, Cameroonian audience, uh, they always want an artist to get, um, uh, what do you call it, verification from the outside first before they, they, they jump on it instead of them jumping on it and saying this guy is legit before the outside notice so that's 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 a mindset we stuck in and i hope we um change that and that's one of the things about this podcast we're gonna be having a lot of guests come through and we trying to change that mindset definitely i definitely agree i think it's more than a mindset as well we have to basically Change the way Cameroonians think because they think backwards. I'm not gonna lie to you. Cameroonians definitely think backwards. So definitely creating a movement looking it's more forward. Than a movement, it has to be. Because like we it's have the tsunami. We, we know, have the good. we have the population here in the DMV to move things. You know what I mean? We Absolutely. have we have Absolutely. spots where you go to and it's like majority in there is us, like Cameroonians. Right. No offense to any other no country it's true we turn up more than any other country yeah in the dmv definitely so we we have that power yes we We have that power yo Mm -hmm. and the power has to come from within us exactly if you don't promote your stuff nobody else will it's simple as that and i feel like we should stop hating each other and love each other more and we'll go a lot further than we think word up i swear word up because we have a lot of talent. But it's that the hate, fact right? that we do not support each other, we do not ride for each other, we do not, you know, go out there and spend money for each other, it's it's a bad habit, you know, that we definitely have to get it in, in the form of developing. Because if you, if you look at all the other cultures, or other, other nationalities out there, they support each other. Cameroonians do it, but they do it with a kind of like a backlash. Cameroonians don't do it with their whole heart. They're doing it sideways. Like, um, I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it the way you like it. I'm going to do it my way. And that's not correct. If you want to do it, if I'm inviting you for something, come on time. That's the first thing Cameroonians need to do. True come that. Come on time. Support me. If you want to support me, come on time. Because we have this bad habit of coming late, and that's where it starts. You know. Talking about that artist? It's everyone. Everybody in general. It's everyone. Artists, the public as a whole. We don't support each other. Oh, yeah, We're waiting yeah, for yeah, things yeah. to trend, and we jump on the bandwagon yeah. and be like, yes, yeah, son, I got this new joint. Did you hear it? Um, it came out like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we definitely need to be the movement and stop, Yeah, you know, and, following and, the bandwagon. And like in our community, we're so critical, but... We critical with no 
solutions. Exactly. I definitely agree. You know like, what I mean? If you if want change, create, you have to be that yeah, change, you yeah. know. You definitely have to be that change. If you don't like it, change it. Yeah. And I feel like doing this podcast is gonna bring a lot of change and ears to basically what it's all about. Basically informing our people like guys, listen, it's more than us. This music thing is bigger than each and every one of us. And I feel like our voices can only be heard if we share. Yeah, I mean, it's not only music, man. It's cultural, like everything, everything, man. Like I look at Nigeria and they they doing it, you know what I mean? The Lions just won today. Shout and out I'm to the Lions, guys. That 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 might be the fuel we need. You know what I mean? To put on our back. Because if you say if you go to somebody who's in from Africa in general, you, you say, Oh, I'm from Cameroon. Now they gonna know. Yeah. Because you know, they're not only gonna point to the Roger Miller era, they're not only gonna point to the Eto era, you know what I mean? But now we got some young guys, man. Yep. New energy. New energy. Absolutely. Speaking of seven. Let's go. Speaking of this energy, man, let's talk a little bit about the Amazonian thing that's going on. Let's tie it in with this with this football, man, this soccer thing, man. Like, do you feel like with our victory today, we could we could go back and try to create some unity, try to get, you know, try to get those people to actually pay attention now to what's going on down there? Yeah, it's it's funny that we're talking about this because most Cameroonians on Facebook don't share anything else other than n- negative. Anything that's negative, Cameroonians don't want to deal with it. They don't want to talk about it, especially right. when it's Cameroonian. But it, it it's gonna affect us whether we like it or not, because we all have family members that are from either the northwest or the southwest region at some point in our lives. We have ties to Cameroon. As a Cameroonian, we definitely have to support them. And understand the struggle, because guess what, guys? This stuff did not start today. Yep. It's nothing new. Yep. It's just a change of people's mindsets and the evolution of technology and social media. I think Cameroonians are getting more exposed, and they're not satisfied with what their government is giving them. Their government is showing them as love and support. And guess what? When you're hungry for more, you explode. That's true. That's true. So do you think do you think that at some point we really gonna have that I mean we really gonna have that change? Change is very futuristic. <laughs> change doesn't happen in one day, it doesn't happen overnight. It's gonna be a lot of fight. It's gonna be a really big fight. I think the Southern Cameroonians are gonna they're gonna have it really hard if they stop today. Right. If they stop, the French are gonna pound on them really, really hard. Because they look at them as weak. And I feel like they need to keep up with the riots, keep up with the protests. And it's a movement which the president cannot stop himself. Because this is going on all over the world. Italians are protesting. Italian Cameroonians are protesting in the streets. We have Cameroonians all over the world in Germany, France, all over the world protesting as well. So I feel like it's the Southern Cameroonians' time to be heard and to be acknowledged because guess what change does not happen when you sit quiet it will never happen you have to fight for your right so I believe change is coming it was just going to take a, it's, it's going to take longer than we expect I guarantee you guys that but hopefully with the next African Nations Cup coming to Cameroon 
Oh, it's gonna. Ooh. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really big for us to really use that as a platform. Yeah. And that's another thing, man. Going into the next African Nation comes, Nation Cup. Excuse me, as the defending champions. Just imagine that. Yep. And that nation is is gonna be crazy. Yes. It's a trial moment, man. Yes. This is. Yeah, this it is. is. This is a good. I mean, this is a good time to really think ahead. You know, unite everybody. You know, get everybody to get involved and stuff. You know, and, rebu- and you know, not just rebuilding, but having that that unity, that peace, right? Absolutely. We definitely need to unite. I feel like Cameroon should not separate. I honestly do think they can do better if they sit down on the table and talk. Because trust me, separation is not a good key. It's not a good. It's not a good way to bring change, because these people have been together, they've lived together for quite a long time, and separating right now. If we separate, it's gonna be the smallest country in the whole world, which is not gonna be fun. <laughs> smaller than Hawaii, bro. It's gonna be the smallest country in the whole world. Smaller than the Maldives. Yeah, it's gonna be really small, man. <laughs> so definitely, we need the support of all the French, English, and the world as a whole, because this definitely is a movement that we have to stand by and accept what is right for our people. True that. True that. So going back to this music thing, DJ Barack, how can I mean, how can people reach you, man? All right, you can definitely reach me on that snap at DJ Barack or on Facebook DJ Barack Space Barack and on Twitter at DJ Barack Barack as well and they could do the bookings on there too right absolutely any email phone number as well alright my email is DJ Barack with a D-E-E-J-A-Y Barack at gmail.com now Barack let me ask you man because we might put this podcast out and people might think, oh, this Barack, not so small, Katia boy, way, Jordy, make, make, so the DJ, the small, small party now. What is the biggest crowd you DJ in? DJ for? Weddings is my biggest crowd. I don't DJ at no clubs for reason mm-hmm. being the 10,000 DJs at the club. And it's all about the hype in, at the club. And I feel like when you DJ for your own, you get to know where you come from. Most DJs that DJs at the club, they don't even know Cameroon as a whole. They don't know where they're from. It's all about the hype, you know. And I love my people. That's why I DJ for them. And only for them, you know. I DJ other countries, but I focus more, mostly on Cameroonians. So weddings are basically my biggest crowds. About, what, 700? Probably my biggest crowd. I DJ that wake him as well. The last, the, last, the last time I seen you DJ was on my sister's wedding, man. I think that thing was way past that crowd, man. <laughs> I, I really do feel so, I man. I think the capacity of that hall is not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I really do feel so, man. I mean, that joke was lit, though. It was lit. Thank you. You know, thank most deaf, most deaf. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, man. This DJ Barack. DJ Barack in DJ the building. DJ Barack. Thank you, Yo, thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for coming for on me. here, man. Thank you for and being our first guest, man. To, you know, more of this podcast, guys. Most deaf. Yeah, most man. Deaf. This is something we start, and we just hope... Um, a lot of y'all fall behind us, support us, because this is the vehicle to move us forward. Exactly. Absolutely. So how can we follow you guys again? Hey, man, on, on IG, it's stuck in the middle. Um, Twitter, stuck in the middle. Um, you could email us, stuck in the middle, um, 237 at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns. You know, if there's anything you want us to talk about, 
definitely shoot us our email, man. Great. All right, guys. Thank you guys for having me. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. <laughs>